Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. Today on the show, we're going to be recapping this week's Summer House. We got to talk about that Real Houses of Atlanta trailer that was released last week. But before we get into any of the Bravo stuff, I do have a few odds and ends that I want to talk about at the top of the show. The first being something that I was just arguing with a friend about, and I read this study, and I was like, I got to bring it to the microphone, because I need to know what you all think. Now, this is a sleep study that was done. And it was about the effects of light at sleeping time, at nighttime. And this was a 20-person study. 20-person study doesn't seem like a lot, right? Like, I feel like I could do a 20-person study. This was done at Northwestern. And it's like, couldn't they get more people? I feel like, is that even a study? 20-person? I feel like I could get more than 20 people to do any of my studies. Uh, anyway, this was a 20-person study at Northwestern. Uh, designed to measure the effects of light at night. Now, they say that light can be very harmful at nighttime when you're sleeping. And I have a friend who says she cannot sleep without a nightlight on. And I like a nightlight in the bathroom, right? Like when you have to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. The older I get, the more I can't go through the night without going to the bathroom. You know, it's the most annoying thing. That's the worst part about getting older, if you ask me, is that you always got to pee sometime in the middle of the night or in the morning time, you know, 5 a.m. it wakes you up and you're you're sitting in bed and you're so cozy and you're so relaxed. And then all of a sudden your bladder's like, gotta go, gotta go, gotta go right now. And then you gotta go, gotta go, gotta go right now. You gotta get out of bed when you're so cozy, Especially in the winter time when it's cold, you're wrapped up and you're just sitting there. And I, I, do, I don't know if you all do this. This is not the point of the study or the conversation. But I don't know if you do this in the morning when you, when you do have that feeling of you got to pee, but you're so comfy and you sort of try to weigh, like, is it worth it to get out of bed to go pee? But you know that it's, it's has to be worth it because you can't relax when you're in bed and you have to pee. You know, you got to go, got to go, got to go right now. Was that about, that was about pooping. I'm sorry to say the word poop. We're only two minutes into this podcast. (laughs) I'm sorry to use the word poop two minutes into this podcast, but was that commercial, you know, that commercial gotta go, gotta go. Was that about, that was about number one, right? Yeah, it was number one. I'm sorry. It wasn't even about pooping. Why did I bring up pooping? Anyway, that's not the point of why I wanted to bring up the study. I'm sorry I got sidetracked there. Anyway, the study says that even having just a little bit of light can have long-term effects on your sleeping and your REM cycle and all that kind of stuff. And so I just wonder, I like to have it completely dark at night. I don't want even just a little bit of light. Even the light of the moon or the street lights or something like that, I don't like it. I want it. I want the windows completely blacked out. I like it like that. Now, during the daytime or even in the evening, I need light. You know, Matt's the kind of person that he could live in a cave and be good as gold. Even in the Saturday afternoon, if he's watching something, he'll be watching in a room with like all the curtains down and everything. And I'm like, you need to put on some light in here. I don't like it like that during the day or in the evening or anything like that. But when I'm trying to sleep, I do like it completely dark. And my friend is convinced 
You need to have some light. You need to have a little nightlight. You need to have something. Now, a nightlight to me is something you use for on your way to the restroom or in, I don't know, in a, in the living room or something. So if you go down for a glass of water or something, you have the nightlight on, not in the bedroom. She's like, you need to have a light in the bedroom. And I think for kids too. Uh, my nieces and nephews have those things that when you're sleeping, they go around the room. And I, I guess for babies and stuff, that's one thing. But I think in, you need some darkness to sleep, don't you? Am I wrong on that? Anyway, I just was reading the study literally right before we recorded. I was like, I wonder what everyone thinks about that. I think you need complete darkness. And I wish that all these windows, I, you know, I, I always see those things on, remember in the movie The Holiday, when uh, Cameron Diaz's house, which she goes and lives in the cottage that was owned by Kate Winslet. But when Kate Winslet comes over to the States and lives in the California house that was run by Kate or by Cameron Diaz, she's got the blackout curtains that come down. Now, I always wanted those blackout curtains. That's a Nancy Myers movie. Nancy knows how to decorate her homes. But to me, that was always the height of like richness and glamour was blackout curtains in a bedroom. She also had that wall of DVDs, which I wonder if they were to do a holiday sequel. A holiday sequel. Would the Cameron Diaz character still have those DVDs? She would have gotten rid of them, right? She would have gone digital. Although now, uh, now I'm getting way off track. You guys tuned in for Bravo, but now I'm talking about a million other things. Uh, now I'm starting to think that maybe we should go back to the physical media of DVDs because I feel like now when you go to find something, a lot of the streamers don't have certain movies or they go off a streamer. Sometimes you're in the middle of watching some TV series, and then suddenly it's gone. You're like, what the fuck happened to it? We were watching I Love Lucy on Hulu, but then they don't even have all the episodes of I Love Lucy. They have like four of season one, and then, but then on Paramount Plus, they got all of them or something. It's, it's, uh, it's a crapshoot. And so, especially with the older stuff, I feel like you should have the DVDs. And they all tricked me. The whole industry tricked me. I got rid of all my DVDs, my Blu rays. I don't have any of them anymore. I mean, I have maybe like five or something. I kept a few. You know, I wasn't a monster. I did keep my Golden Girls set. But I feel like they bamboozled us all to get rid of all the physical media that we all had. And now we can't even see all the stuff. So I'm pissed. I'm pissed. Um, Speaking of things that I did see, though, I did see the new Sandra Bullock Channing Tatum movie. It's called The Lost City. And I just want to tell everyone to go see it. It was fantastic. I loved it. I had the greatest time. My friend Jenna and I saw it and we just, it was fantastic. It was silly and fun. It's very romancing the stone, but it's kind of like a, a throwbacky rom-com. And Channing Tatum, I mean, he looked phenomenal. I mean, he looked phenomenal. And there's this extended sequence where he gets nude and you see his caboose for about two minutes. Uh-oh, hello! That's what I said to myself when I saw that caboose, because Channing Tatum, to me, has the finest ass in the industry. I mean, it's a beautiful backside. It's perfect ratio of, like, it's just a great caboose. It's a great caboose, and I think that caboose needs to be seen on the big screen. You need to hop into an AMC theaters. You need to see the caboose when it's it's covered in leeches in the movie, spoiler alert. But it's still beautiful, and it just is, it's a fantastic thing to see, so... I think go to the movies. There's also this movie called Everything Everywhere All at Once, which I'm dying to see. I heard is great. Lots of original stuff playing in the movie theaters. So go check it out. I know we're coming through COVID and Nicole Kidman's been trying to get us to the movie theaters, but I really think Channing Tatum's ass is going to get asses in the seats, if you know what I mean. Somehow 
Heartbreak feels good in a place like this. That ass feels good in a place like that. Go to an AMC or a Cinemark or an independent theater, whatever. Support local cinemas because we need these original movies. I need to see them because I, we can't just live off of these franchise movies. So if that means Channing Tatum's going to have to get on screen and show more of his ass, so be it. Because we need original movies. I can't just have all these franchise movies in the... I need new original stuff. So go see Everything Everywhere All at Once, which I haven't seen that one, but I've heard amazing things. Or go see The Lost City. Go see some original stuff. Okay, you tuned in for Bravo. A lot of you are like, when is he going to get to the Bravo stuff? I'm sorry. You know, I felt like I had to talk about some of that stuff. Oh, that should we to do the Atlanta trailer? Let's talk about this because this came out last week and I feel like just need to touch on it briefly. I'll play a little clip and then let's talk about it. Bravo has been keeping everything airtight. I don't know what's going to go down on RHOA. Marlo is going to keep the girls alive. She by Sheree finally launched. It's not spring summer, though. This season, keep your edges on point and stay tuned. My edges are filling in. Who think that they know to tell me about sucking dick in the locker room? This is a kid's work and party. Kenya, don't invite your white friends. Don't get it. That was just a little clip. Now, I that wasn't the whole trailer. If you haven't seen the whole trailer for the upcoming season, The Ross is Atlanta, go watch it immediately because I want to talk a little bit about it. Now, it opened with all of those people those reading those tweets. It was like people narrating tweets from the internet about Real Houses of Atlanta and how they've sort of kept things under wraps, which I've noticed this being a pattern with Bravo. I don't know if they had a mandate from up above. Uh, I don't mean Jesus, I just mean from the head executives at Bravo. But um, I do think that somebody has released some sort of mandate to say, we're going to try to keep storylines. It was getting too much on social media, and I could be wrong about this. But I feel like a lot of that Atlanta stuff hasn't really leaked. And I feel that has happened with some of the other shows in Beverly Hills. I feel like they've kept things mostly under wraps. There have been rumors and blogs and stuff. But I feel like they've been doing a much better job because for a while it felt like everything we knew everything would play out on social media before it get to the show. And so I feel like they really just um, nailed down on that. And I do love in the trailer how they had people narrating those tweets. And I wonder, were those just producers reading tweets? Because those weren't actors. I, you could tell the voices, the people who were doing those voiceovers of like, R-H-O-A is coming. You know, the people that were doing it. Those weren't actors, you could tell. They weren't voiceover artists. It's not like you were getting someone who was hired. So was that just production or was there just someone, an editor's wife? Like who was reading those? I have that question, number one. Number two, we have Marlo joining. She finally got a peach. I'm really excited. It seems like Marlo is playing a big role in the in the trailer. I can't wait to see Marlo holding a peach and doing a tagline. That's what I'm very excited about. Also, She by Sheree is back. September, spring, summer was the release of her She by Sheree line, which it still has not been officially, has it been officially released? I'm unclear. Unclear, but I think in the trailer she says something about it. So it's coming soon or something. I'm not sure. But I'm excited to see Sheree. She's, I think, still with that guy Tyrone. So we're going to see how all of that plays out. And Sheree is the only housewife who has left and come back twice. This is her second time returning. So we've had other housewives like Bethany or or other Dina Manzo, people who have left the show and then come back. This is the first time a housewife has come back twice. And so I just have to give it up to Sheree because she was one of the OGs. And if you watch the early season of Atlanta, I mean, Sheree really gave it to us. She was always such great TV. And I never felt like 
she was properly appreciated for how good she was. Maybe it was because she was overshadowed a little bit by Nini. Nini, of course, gave us so much, so much in the world of memes and and internet culture and, and entertainment on the show. Nini has given us so much. But I feel like it's almost overshadowed Sheree, and Sheree has really been there since the beginning, giving us good content. And so I'm very excited to see Sheree back. Now, that clip that I played of the trailer, it was a moment from a birthday a kid's birthday party, where Candy's talking about second dick. Excuse my language, but that's in the trailer. And there's a woman in the background who's just shouting. And she, the woman in the background is like, this is a kid's birthday party! You know, she's shouting. <laughs> she very much reminded me of, this is going to be a little bit of a throwback, but remember on the Real Houses of Beverly Hills, when that producer was yelling at Denise, Denise! Denise! You know, he was just yelling. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Longtime listeners of the podcast know. Remember that producer was like, Tell the truth, Denise! Ah, Denise! You know, he was like yelling. <laughs> it was like some hysterical producer yelling at Denise. And now this woman, I was like, is that the same producer? I think it was different people. But she was very much giving the same energy as the producer from Beverly Hills. Like, this is a kid's birthday party! I'm like trying not to yell in the microphone because I don't want to <laughs> Denise, get out of here! That man just yelling at Denise will forever live in my head. Rent-free. Rent-free, that producer. I hope he's okay. I don't know what happened to him. I'm not sure if he's still on the show, but he was really just losing it, our dear Denise Richards. And now it seems that uh, this uh, his energy was transported over in Atlanta and is being yelled at in the background of a kid's birthday party. This is a kid's birthday party! <laughs> She's just storming out. Oh, I can't wait for that episode. Atlanta always delivers in the laughs. And last season of Atlanta was, I believe, bad for Atlanta. They had that bolo stuff, but it was bad. But I don't even think it was their fault. I think all the COVID seasons have been pretty awful. <laughs> I think we were, we tried to pretend that they weren't, but most of them were pretty awful. And I don't even know that it's anyone's fault, other than the fact that it was the pandemic's fault, really. It was coronavirus. I hate to even use that word because I fucking hate that, that devil pandemic disease. However, uh, I think that uh, that demon coronavirus is really what's to blame for Bravo going downhill in the past few years, because we've seen that we've also hit some high highs. But in those early moments of the pandemic, when they rushed to filming, when they probably shouldn't have rushed to filming, it was really the downfall of the Real Houses of New York, the Real Houses of Atlanta. And Atlanta had a better season, but that's because they had a bunch of pros. You know, the Atlanta cast was a bunch of pros. And it was still their worst season. But I'm excited for them to come back. I feel like they're going to just bring it for us. And I'm I'm hopeful. I, I think we need a good Atlanta season because we can't have another bad one after that last one. Again, not as bad as some of the other stuff. Certainly not as bad as New York. I mean, whew, that was bad. That was bad. But they took some time off, and they're coming back when we need them the most. Does he leave? Does he leave? When do you need him the most? <laughs> I added that Backstreet Boys sound clip back to the soundboard because I missed I missed AJ McLean's voice. You know, sometimes don't you ever think I miss that silky, I don't know, that raspy, silky voice. I love him. Okay, what are we let should we go into Summer House? I'm excited about Lana. We're they're gonna bring us some good stuff. I feel it in my bones. How about we take a little break and then we'll come back and we'll talk Summer House. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look, the weather's getting warmer. 
You got to ditch the jackets, the sweaters, and you got to put on some shorts and tees. And if you're anything like me, you hate getting all the new stuff. But luckily, I've found Quince, and Quince makes it so easy uh, to get clothes. I used to waste my money on clothes that would only last one season. That was until I found out about Quince. Now I've got high-quality pieces that never go out of style that I'll be wearing year after year. Quince has all of the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos. Those are my personal favorite. I always love getting new polos for the summertime, and they have a fantastic selection. I'm very particular about the collar, and I love the collar on the performance polos that I got. They also have versatile flow-knit activewear, and the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to all of us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes, which I love. Feel good about shopping with them. Now, again, I got those polos, but I also got some shorts, some t-shirts, just some basics that I can wear year-round. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to Quince.com slash iconic for free shipping on your order and 300 65 day returns. That's quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash iconic to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash iconic. Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, We use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. All right, I'm sure a lot of you out there can relate because every time there's a commercial break and I'm watching one of my shows, I'm always hopping on the Redfin app or website because I just want to check out real estate listings. Like I love checking out real estate listings, even for the houses that I cannot afford. It's my favorite app to use Redfin. Uh, I just got a home, of course, but it was a pretty stressful process. And if I would have known how easy Redfin was, I think it would have helped out a lot. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes and sends you personalized recommendations. So finding the home that's perfect for you has never been easier. See something you like? Well, book a tour straight from the app. And when you're ready to buy, an experienced local Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process, making it so easy. And if you're looking to sell, Redfin agents know how to get you the best price possible for your home. That's because they sell twice as many homes as other agents with a listing fee as low as 1%. Redfin's fees are half of what others often charge, which means you'll have more money to put towards your next home. Now, that's a great thing. I love using Redfin. I love checking out. If you're buying or selling a home and you you need some help with that, check out Redfin. Download the Redfin app to get started. 
And we're back. Okay, last week on Summer House, we did end with that to be continued where Sierra was throwing the wine glass and Danielle was grabbing the lit candlestick and the the open flame was just running willy-nilly around the house. Carl got splashed with a bunch of red wine and he's wearing the white pants. He was wearing his white capris and they all just got... I mean, I was worried about Carl's white capris, which I don't think, I, I don't know that any man really needs to, I, I'm sorry to judge. This is going to be, this is going to get me in some hot water, but I'm not sure that any man needs to wear some white capris. I know that it's summertime in the Hamptons, but I'm just not a fan. I'm not a fan of a man in a white capri. And it seems like Carl, I mean, I know he wears the tight pants, which God bless. He's got a great caboose himself and the great legs and the whole nine. However, sometimes he's wearing the pants and I'm like, if they seem constrictive, and again, he's got the great body for and who am I to judge? I don't know anything about fashion. But when it comes to the white capris, I do have to draw a line. And I'm not sure what it is, if that's my own insecurities. Maybe I can't pull off a white capri. You know, I got some wide uh, birthing hips on me. And so maybe I just can't myself pull off a white capri, but he he got the he got the wine on him, and so I'm not sure that Carl's going to be wearing the white capri. They're not technically capris, but in my mind, he's he got the wine all over the blouse and and his white capris, and so Carl had to go change to go out to a different club if he was going out after that because his whole outfit was covered in wine. But maybe it's a lesson to not wear any white capris, especially. At an Italian dinner party. I mean, that's why I don't like a white Capri. I'm an Italian man, and we have sauce. Everything that I like to eat is sauce-based. You know, tomato sauce, pizza sauce, whatever. And so you can't just be wearing white Capris willy-nilly with your blouse as you're sitting down for an Italian dinner. It can't happen. Men out there, Italian men, you know what I'm talking about. And women, too. Ladies, my mother would never wear a white Capri at the Italian dinner table. I mean, craziness. My grandmother, my grandmother Rosie, on my dad's side, the Italian grandmother, she couldn't go a meal without getting food on her. And she knew that. So she was always wearing a floral blouse, a floral print, something where the sauce can sort of blend in. You know, she wasn't, she couldn't just wear just plain, bright colors. And she liked a bright colored blouse, but she couldn't wear just like a, a plain, she always have to have a couple layers on it. She would have to have some florals something to cover up because when you're sitting down for an Italian meal, you're bound to get some stuff everywhere. Now, uh, that's not to say at an Italian dinner, everyone should be throwing their glasses of wine. Certainly. I actually have some issues with this because Sierra ruined a, a perfectly good charcuterie. We saw later in the episode, Craig was trying to spoon all that cheese and meat into a bag to throw up because he said, got some glass in there. And meanwhile, I was worried about the glass being in that hat he was wearing, that hat with the feather. You know, I, we talked about that hat in detail last week. But that hat, even after the big fight where there's food and drinks being flown all over the air, there's open flame being, being, uh, everywhere. Uh, Craig still did not take off that hat. He still, I was worried about that, that feather that he had coming out of that cap getting lit on fire by the open flame that Danielle was shaking about. Because she was just throwing that candle, and Craig's just wearing feathers everywhere. I mean, what what was going on? Why didn't he take off that hat? But anyway, so the, the whole wine thing ruined a perfectly good charcuterie. A perfectly good charcuterie plate. And that made me pissed at Sierra, because... It also felt like nobody really cared. I was so, was anyone else sort of weirded out that like nobody seemed upset about this at all? And I don't think I would have been upset if it was just the wine. If it was just a wine throw, but because there was broken glass, I felt like they all should have been a little bit more upset at Sierra because 
when there's glass flying, like that's where I kind of, that's where I don't like. The same thing happened, by the way, over on Real Houses Beverly Hills when Lisa Renna, she got pissed when Kim Richards said, let's talk about the husband. And remember the glass flew everywhere and it, it was kind of like, why isn't anyone, I guess they were like a little bit mad at Lisa Renna. But if I'm at a dinner party and there's glass being broken, like I'm pissed. I'm, I'm not, in, I'm scared that something's going to fly in my eye. I'm Maybe I'm a doomsday person, but I'm scared that a piece of glass is going to fly in my eye and then one of my eyes isn't going to work. And suddenly I'm one eye down because Lisa Renna got mad someone talked about the husband. Do you get what I'm saying? And so I just felt like everybody was just letting it go. And no one was, Sierra was walking around. She did apologize, but it was all so like off the cuff. It was like, yeah, I'm sorry about that. She and I, there, she was going down the line. She walked into a room later on and she's like, I'm sorry to you and I'm sorry to you. So bravo to her apologizing. But they were all just like, yeah, whatever. It was like nobody cared about it. And I was like, this is so strange to me. Not to mention, we're on a reality show that's all about drama. So these people are trained to make a mountain out of a molehill, a mountain out of molehill. And uh, they didn't. They, it was like Sierra it broke the glass and everything, and everyone seemed so okay with it. And I was like, this is not a good reality star. You're all supposed to be making a meal out of this snack. Do you get what I'm saying? Because this could have been a storyline. Instead, they all moved past it so quickly. It was like, what's the point of even doing it to be continued? Because there was no, it wasn't even it, nothing. It was like we all just moved on. And I kind of felt like, the the thing that it made me think about was that I felt like Sierra wanted a moment, a TV moment, and I almost feel like it was premeditated a little bit. And this is maybe me being a complete conspiracy theorist. But the way they all moved on from it, it made me feel like, oh, they they knew that this would be like a trailer moment. And they knew they needed the press. Summer House, you know, they could use the press. It's not like the ratings are through the roof, ladies. Am I right? Anyway, I almost felt like maybe this was like a trailer moment and everybody was in on it. Danielle's like, oh, I'll grab the candlestick. And I don't know. Maybe Again, might be a total conspiracy theorist. And that theory might not even make complete sense because then why would Carl wear the white capris? If he knew if they were all in on it then I would assume Carl would have worn the floral blouse with a, a darker-colored capri. But instead, uh, he didn't. So maybe that's all wrong. Luke and Andrea, though, I wanted to see more of that conversation. Where they were outside, I wanted to cuddle with both of them and maybe do more than that. Uh, um, that's neither here nor there. The point is, Luke says to Andrea that he's lost a lot of good women and that he looks back on they've gotten married and thinks, what did I screw that up for? And I want these two men to settle down with good women. And I want them to treat the women right. And I just, and I want them to come over and sleep with me. Okay. Uh, besides that, though, I think that that whole scene was really great. It was beautiful to see those two connecting. Andrea, there was a moment when Andrea dressed up as Lindsay Hubbard. I don't know that I've ever been that turned on when he put on the women's bathing suit. Something about that. When I saw it, I thought, uh oh, hello. Uh oh, hello! I mean, that was a that was a sight for those my sore eyes. I mean, Andrea in the something about that. I don't know that I've ever been so turned on. I don't know if I'm in heat or what, but it was like, what, what's going on with me? Ever ever since I saw that Channing Tatum movie in theaters, all of a sudden, I'm like in heat. I'm in heat, but yeah, Andrea and the ladies. Um, 
Wow. Wow. And he's just so, he's crying. He seems in touch with his emotions. I'm just really into Andrea. I'm really in Luke too. Luke too. Uh, I have to point out some people yelled at me because I didn't really talk about this last week, but Paige seems very into this fight. And a couple weeks on the show, Paige was saying about how Lindsay is so diabolical, but really we're getting a lot of diabolical energy out of Paige during this fight. She was smiling. She was laughing. She was having a gale time. Gale time. Uh, and Craig, meanwhile, is there. He's visiting the house, and I don't know. I could do with that. Was anyone noticing Craig was doing a little bit of a baby voice? He was doing a baby voice. I wrote it down on my notes. It was later in the episode. It was at nighttime, and he had already sort of invited Paige to the house, but then he told her it wasn't to meet the parents, but she would just be at the house and then meet the parents. So it was like weird. But then later in the night, after this whole wine-throwing fight, we saw him talking to Paige, and he was doing this this baby voice, and I want you to all go back and rewind it. He's like, I want you to come to my house. We would have so much fun eating crabs and going in the pool. It was like this baby voice, and it was truly scary to me. Because I never heard that. I'm not saying Greg, and I hate to talk about anyone's voice, but I'm going to uh, right now. I never thought of Greg as having this like super stereotypically baritone voice, you know? And yet, I was still so blown away in that scene. And maybe it was because he's drunk. And I think people do when they get in relationships sometimes fall into a little bit of the baby voice. It happens. We see it all the time on these shows. On these, I've watched enough reality TV. You see people kind of doing the, oh, the baby voice, oh, and he was doing it. And he's like, come to my house and go in the pool. It was, it was, it blew me away. It, not a lot blows me away. I once saw a woman throw her leg at a restaurant, but this blew me away. And I want you to all go back and rewind it. Just figure it out, figure it out. Cause it was unsurprising to me, surprising to me and good for Craig for, I don't know, sort of embracing his inner child. Maybe that's a good thing. You know, maybe, uh, Maybe some therapists out there would say that's a good thing, but I found it to be shocking. Uh, we also that night got Luke stretching Kyle. Now, Kyle was very drunk, and Kyle's often very drunk, and we talk about this a lot. And Kyle literally was falling into his bed. He was falling into his bed, and then the next day he was seemingly fine playing volleyball on the beach. Now, Unrelated to this conversation, I want to bring up an article that I saw on the internet. I think it was on Gawker, and it was all about Adderall use on Bravo. Moving on. Okay, so the next day, there's this hurricane coming. They decided to do a volleyball game. There's two teams, 80s versus 90s kids. So kids who were born in the 80s, and then the other ones who were born in the 90s. And I forget sometimes that people were born in the 90s. I was an 80s baby, and so... Uh, I forget that half this house is in their 20s because the other half is in their 30s and I think Kyle might even be 40. Anyway, that was when Andrea put in the on the bathing suit. And then Carl and Kyle, they dress as Top Gun, which is very hot to me too. I mean, that was a seminal film. And I, for one, I know Tom Cruise has gone a little nuts. And maybe he's always been a little bit nuts, but I am in some a weird, I gotta be honest with all of you. I'm here to speak my truth. I'm excited about the new Top Gun movie. I just saw the trailer for it and I'm ready to uh, enter the danger zone. I'm ready to take the highway to the danger zone for part two of Top Gun because I love me some Top Gun. I love that film. When they play volleyball, there's nothing gayer when all those in the first Top Gun, when they're all playing volleyball with their blouses off and you just see Tom Cruise, five foot four, just running around with his top off. 
playing volleyball. It's a fantastic sight for a young man, as I was. I remember I saw that movie probably five, six, seven years old. I don't know, early 90s. I must have saw it for the first time on cable. And it definitely did something to all of us. It changed the course of history forever. And so I'm excited for Top Gun 2. And oh, and speaking of, we were just talking about that Sandra Bullock movie. I got to say, I'm very happy for Sandra Bullock because she's one of the few actresses. First of all, she's amazing. I love Sandra Bullock and everything she does. Sandy's a star. But she does these romantic movies, and she's always got the young male interest, the love interest. So in this movie, I think she's 16 years older than Channing Tatum in real life. But Channing's the love interest, a hot young guy. And when she did the proposal, Ryan Reynolds is a lot younger than Sandy Bullock. And she's got Ryan Reynolds as a love interest. So I'm really proud of Sandy for always giving us that because men have been doing it for years and years and years. If you look at Tom Cruise's love interest in all his films, they get younger and younger. They stay the same age. Leo, you know, in real life, his love interest to stay at 23. I mean, it's like, come on. And so I'm proud of Sandy for at least flipping the script a little bit and getting some young male eye candy for us. And I'm proud of her. She produced that film. And so I don't know who Tom's love interest is in Top Gun 2. I think it's actually Jennifer Connelly, which seems at least like more age appropriate than he normally does. Uh, and I love me some Jennifer Connelly. I do. Those, I, no one has better eyebrows. No one has better brows in the biz than Jennifer Connelly. Uh, but what are we even talking about? How did I get here? Sometimes on the podcast, you guys, I just had my shake. Normally I record right after I have my coffee. But today, I recorded right after I had my smoothie. And my smoothie, I do have the smoothie almost every day. Almost every day, I make the same smoothie. And I put the vitamin B12 drops in it. I put this other these vitamins I put in it. And then it's got some fruit, some frozen fruit. It's got some protein, uh, some coconut water. And what else do I put in it? And we, we smooth it all up in the Nutribullet. And it's truly my favorite. I can't go a day with that. I'm uh, literally addicted to it. One day I got to post how I make it. But uh, it's I got the recipe from Earth Bar. It's like the Slim Down. I think that's what it's called, the Slim Down Smoothie. So I drink it almost every day. And when I, I'm, it gives me a boost. It gives me a boost. I think it's the B12 drops in there. And maybe today I put too much in there. But here we are. Here we are. And so, you know, when I have that smoothie, nose telling what I'm going to say next. Does it Does he leave? Does he leave? I sort of, I feel like all my singing sounds like Cher. I don't mean to, but it just naturally goes into Cher. Okay, so what else? Oh, Danielle and Sierra, they make up, whatever. Uh, Danielle says, Lindsay's not going to do a lot of things right, but it's worth another conversation with her. Danielle says to Sierra, oh, they also introduced that Danielle might be going to Charleston, and that's concerning to me. I don't like all these crossovers. You know how I feel about that. Uh, Sierra and Lindsay sort of make up. I was upset about this hurricane that was coming because I wish we would have locked them all in that house when the hurricane came. I know that's maybe not something that we should speak into existence, but I did feel that way. I did feel that way. Like, why aren't we keeping them there? Honestly, they should have, production should have stepped in and said, okay, well, there's a hurricane coming and that could make for good TV if you're all locked in a house together. Instead, they let them all go back to the city. Uh, and it was revealed that Maya and Oliver are still dating. I'm excited about that. Uh, Sierra's trying to figure out what she wants to do in terms of nursing. Um, 
Oh, and this is what I brought up a couple seconds ago. Danielle may be being on Southern Charm because Robert might be moving to Charleston. And Craig just kept saying, we got ranked number one city in the country. And I was like, by who? Uh, Craig reminded me of my brother in that way. Sometimes my brother does this. I have two older brothers, the middle one. Sometimes he'll just say facts that he gives no... And I I guess I sort of did that at the beginning of this podcast, but I at least said where my study was from. I said it was from Northwestern when I gave you that sleep study. But sometimes my brother Brian, he'll just say facts that it's like there's... He doesn't give where they're from or anything. And it reminded me of Craig in that moment when Craig's like, yeah, we were at the number one city. And it's like, by what measurement? Like what? <laughs> it reminded me exactly of Brian. I was like, oh my God, I'm watching my brother. Cause my brother, my brother doesn't do any, with anything troublesome. He'll just, not anything really serious. He'll just give random facts. And it's like, it's a true thing, but he doesn't say where it came from. Who said it? What? Nothing. No background. He's like, he just saw it on Twitter or something. And that's the problem with our country today. People find things on Twitter and they just say it as fact. I'm sure I do it here on this podcast, but I at least try to cite the source. I try to cite the source. And so I wish Craig, I hope going forward, Craig cites the sources. But Craig and Paige, they both were like, it's the best place in the US. And they were doing like a tourism guide, uh, a commercial to, for Charleston. And meanwhile, I'm scared to go to Charleston. After this, I don't I'm scared to go there. And by go there, I mean, watch the next season of Southern Charm, because I've had enough of Austin. I've had enough of Craig. I'm not interested in seeing Shep again. So what am I have to look forward to? Of course, Leva. I'm excited to see Leva, but I don't know. Last season, Southern Charm was bad too. I don't know that I want. All I really want to do is check in with Patricia. And at a certain point, I think we just need to give Patricia a spinoff and let the other ones come into her house and we catch up with them that way. I don't know that I need another season of the Southern Charm. Is that bad of me? Is that wrong of me? Some some of you may be looking forward to it, and maybe my tune might change when I see a trailer, but. I don't know. After Cameron left that show, you guys, I couldn't, I, I missed the Cameron. Oh, oh my God. Speaking of Cameron, I'm getting on a million tangents today. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I promise I won't have a smoothie again before I record. But Cameron, she was on this podcast when she was promoting the book and I asked her if she would do a real world homecoming because they're doing that on the Paramount Plus channel uh, network or streamer or whatever. They're doing that, and Cameron said she would, and I think they're going to soon, but they got, uh, coming up this month, they have the real world New Orleans homecoming. So Danny Roberts, who of course is formative to my gayness, Danny Roberts, remember he had the boyfriend who had to be blurred because he was in the military? They had Melissa, who was fantastic. Julie, who on the challenge one time, she almost killed Veronica. I mean, I hate to put it like that, but it's what happened. Anyway, they're coming to, for a real world homecoming, New Orleans. And I'm super excited. It's going to be at the end of this month. And they've done two other seasons of real world homecoming where they have the cast reunite and both seasons have been fantastic. But this one I'm especially excited for because that season, I was like 15 or 14 when that season came out. And I just, I, I feel like that was, I really got into New Orleans. So I'm, I'm really excited about that coming, but there's a trailer out and, and I'm looking forward. Hopefully we'll get, I want to get some of them on the show. I want to talk to some of them. I have questions. I'd love to get Danny on here, but you know, I'd also love to check in with Julie and see uh, what she was thinking when she almost killed Veronica on the challenge. If you're watch MTV, you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, Cameron, how did we get here? Cameron, I think she, they'll probably do that eventually. She said she would, and they're doing all these seasons, so I feel like they're going to do her season at some point. Um, but I wish she would go back to Southern Charm. Okay, what else do we... Oh, we see 
I do briefly want to touch on, we saw Carl in New York and specifically his mom came over and I just really want to point out his more life framed print. Uh, he also had a zebra, but I wasn't even focused on the zebra. He had a more life. So that was his catchphrase. Remember he tried to make the catchphrase work and it never really, I, I don't feel like it ever really caught on, but he did try to make it happen for a while. More, hashtag more life. I remember he was posting everywhere, more life. And he was saying on the show a million times, more life, more life. Uh, it was almost more troubling than his addiction issues, if you're asking me. And I'm sorry to say both of them again were troubling, but the fact that he was trying to make that more life happen. It was a lot. It was a lot for all of us to take in as an audience. And uh, so he had that as a frame print, but it wasn't really an artistic print. It just was very basic lettering. And it's very basic, very basic print, more life. And I'm not sure, is he selling those somewhere? Who made it for him? Where'd it come from? I need answers. Then we see Kyle and Amanda with the therapist. I, I have a lot of thoughts about this, and it might be controversial. Because I... Did not realize they've been seeing this therapist, a couple's therapist, for three years. And I thought, man, this is how they're commu- – we're watching them communicate with each other in this way in the summer house. So when they're at the summer house and they have all these fights, the whole first half of the season they were having a million fights when Kyle was going out drinking and Amanda was getting mad that he wasn't home and she was texting him a bunch of times and he wasn't answering the phone and all this stuff. So that's how they're communicating after three years of couples therapy. That's uh, this is all red flags, ladies. Red flags, red flag, red flags. Somebody throw up the red flag. Amanda, Kyle, you're both. These are red flags. You need to get out. Okay, I've been. I feel like I've been pretty innocuous. I haven't been going too hard on these two, but really, it's shocking when you break it down in that way. Three years of couples therapy, and they're still communicating the way they were earlier in the season. Come on. Come on. This is nuts. The fact that we're all acting like this is a relationship that should move forward is crazy. It's, it's like, We're all fucking nuts watching. I feel nuts watching it. I'm like, this is nuts. They're, they get married this season. They literally get married. And, oh, Wow. It's it's shocking to me. I did like the therapist, though. She looked like a Midwest Christy Brinkley, and I mean that in the most complimentary of ways. She was a beautiful gal, beautiful gal, but I wanted her to shout at them, like, maybe this is a bad idea. You know, this whole thing that you're going through with the wedding, it seems like a bad idea, because not only does it seem like you hate each other, but also I've been, uh, the therapist should have said to them, point blank, period, that she's been there uh, giving them sessions for three years, and they're still communicating in this way. And that should be a red flag for them to get out. Like, this is not, if this is how they are early in the relationship, how are they going to be in 10 years, 20 years? I mean, it's like madness, madness. And I'm not a relationship expert, but I'm not also, I'm watching this show. I have eyes that I'm watching this show. I have eyes and ears and I'm watching them do this. And I'm saying to myself, this is nuts. And none of the friends, Earlier in the season, of course, we saw Paige and they were crying and saying, you could get out of this now. So they, they have been telling them, but we're all just going to, we're going to watch the finale. And I swear, if they edit that, if they edit their wedding as if it's some big romantic thing, I mean, that's going to be nuts because <laughs> this is a crazy, toxic relationship. And they're talking about the prenup. She don't want the prenup. And then we find out in the preview for next week that Amanda has none of the company. She says, I'm taking half if we get divorced. And it's like, this is so fucked up. You guys, this is so dark side and fucked up. It's fucked up. It's fucked. I'm, excuse my language, but it is fucked up. 
and somebody's got to say it. I mean, because I feel like nobody's saying it. I feel nuts. I feel nuts watching this because I'm like, are you kidding me? They get married this season? They get married. It's not just they get married. They get married. Wow. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Anyway, also next week on the show, it's revealed that Andrea has the biggest dick. Uh Uh-oh. Hello. Very excited to learn more about that. Paige says, uh, it comes up in the bus. They're all in the bus, which we know Bravo's been giving us a lot of great bus work, sprinter van work. And in the bus next week, it comes up, somebody asks, like, who's the biggest dick you've ever been with? And then Paige says, Andrea. And I need more. I need more information. Give me, give me more. Give me, give me more. In the words of our dear Britney Spears, I need more. And by more, I need them to show us, just show us. (laughs) I need visual proof, Bravo. I'm not sure how we do that, but let's figure it out. It's not up to me to figure out. Figure it out. Figure it out. Andrea, if you want to show us your model, show us the bot. Uh, okay, you guys, also next week, Paige is now mad at Andrea. She says she feels like she's being used. Come on, I don't know. I, I, we'll have to see how that conversation plays out, but I'm not buying it. I'm not buying what she's selling. Because I feel like she's the one who really played Andrea with the Craig situation, and now she's trying to flip it around to be the victim. And I'm not here for that, my Andrea getting that kind of disrespect in the house and maybe i'm maybe we'll see next week i'll have a different side of things but as it stands in the preview i am pissed i am pissed we also get some Lindsay versus amanda which it's always been clear those two hate each other i don't think they've ever really been friends and so i'm excited to see how that plays out i love decorating the house and getting furniture but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space and so luckily i'm here to tell you about a company called cozy now cozy is fantastic a north american company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. And uh, that's it. That's uh, Summer House. That's The Real Housewives. Uh, or, I'm sorry, that's the episode of Everything Iconic. I can't wait uh, for the... Later this week, we're going to be talking about Orange County. I have a lot of thoughts about Orange County. Also, Gina's Skin Carolina. What's it called? Caragala? You guys, I found out what it means. We'll talk about that later this week. Tune in, because I have a lot of thoughts about that. A lot of thoughts. We're going to have to spend at least 45 minutes just on her naming of her skincare brand. And then that Sprinter van that they were in uh, in Orange County last week, pure chaos. And I thought it was the best episode of the season of Orange County last week, and we didn't get to talk about it. So talk about Jersey, Orange County, all the good stuff. But for now, I will leave you 
Want to thank ACAST for all episodes of Everything Iconic. Go to ACAST.com slash Everything Iconic. Buy my book, How Do I Unremember This, wherever you get your books. Uh, on Amazon, there's a link in the episode description. It's really funny, you guys. It's the number five New York Times bestseller, so buy it. Uh, find me on social media. Let's take our deep breaths in. Let's do our cool down, shall we? I think we need a little breather. Let's take a deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. Let's take another deep breath in. Hold it. And breathe out. Breathe. Remember that song? What was that song? Um, 2 a.m. and I'm still awake writing this song. Remember that? <laughs> I'm sorry. It was by Anna, Anna Nelek or Anna Nalek, something like that. It was called 2 a.m. Breathe. Or, or breathe, parentheses, 2 a.m. It was a Grey's Anatomy song, and so I'd all just encourage us to breathe. Um, She also sings in that song, No One Can Find the Rewind Button Girl. And I used to think that she, when when that song came out, this is sort of a deep cut, but the lyric, um, uh, No One Can Find the Rewind Button Girl, I used to think that was like a profession. She was like, no one, like a rewind button girl. Like, you know, when you would work at a video store and there was always somebody who had to rewind the tapes? Like, I thought she was like talking about, singing about that, the girl who worked at a blockbuster and had to rewind the tapes because she just sang. <laughs> I was stupid. But she, yeah, she would say, no one can find the rewind button girl. And I was like, oh, no one can find the person who works at blockbuster who rewinds the tapes. Anyway, I'll leave you with that. I love you so much. Stay safe. And we'll talk soon. Bye bye. She calls me cause I'm still awake Can you help me unravel my latest mistake? I don't love him Winter just wasn't my season Yeah, we walk through the door so accusing Their eyes like they have any right at all To criticize hypocrites You're all here for the very same You can't jump the track with like cars on a cable And life's like an hourglass glued to the table No one can find the rewind button, girl